The following opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of Child Free Media Limited or its affiliates. Part 2 of Deconstructing Pronatalism Information Control How about her? This is where we get really, really relevant. The last two are so relevant, but they have less. These now have less in them, like less points. So I'm going to do one. I'm going to do the the number, and then I'm going to introduce all of the sub points to that number so that we can talk about it all. Because the sub points are really more explanations moving forward of like what this is. Okay. So deception, deliberately withholding information distorting information to make it more acceptable and systemically lie to the cult member. This goes back to what I was saying about the things that can happen to you during pregnancy. Because mm-hmm. I had commented, somebody had said, like, I can't, it's been, my son's a year and a half old, I still can't feel my stomach after my C-section. Well, I knew about the nerve thing. There's a lot of miniature nerves that are around that area. That they can cut because a c-section is going through seven layers of tissue right okay they're bringing your organs out they're removing a child from your organ and they're putting it back um and some mom was like oh well actually a lot of moms can't feel their stomach and i'm like that's probably because 50 percent of you or more have had a nerve cut they're doing this in an emergency situation they're not being super careful about it they're trying to save you and your child at, at most points by the time a c-section is done right yeah. They always prefer natural birth to C-section unless you have severe tocophobia, then sometimes they will schedule it. Um, or if someone doesn't want to do a VBAC birth because they had a C-section for their first. Um, VBAC is the term for when you give a natural vaginal birth after having a C-section, but it's a lot riskier because okay. your uterus was taken out of your body. Um and she was like arguing with me and I was like posting all of these like links to like know that like look I have like actual sources from like medical doctors who are writing about this mm-hmm. and she was like well you're not a mom so you wouldn't know right just in the, I'm like I'm trying to help you lady I'm then mm-hmm. she said and I said you need to see a neurologist because neurologists handle the brain the spine and nerves right yeah she said, by the way, you wouldn't go to a neurologist for a C-section. You would go to a gynecologist. I said, yes, if you were having a problem with your lady bits. But if you're having problems with your nerves, you need to see a neurologist. Mm-hmm. It's like she was trying to one-up me so bad, she wasn't even listening to what I was saying. I was trying to help her. But it's like as soon as you say, I'm child-free... And immediately, while we're not interested, and this goes back to the whole parents getting mad when child-free people offer parenting advice. Right. I saw on Twitter the other day. I, th- I think you probably follow her, but it's a she's a neonatal nurse, and she was saying how like parents will literally give birth to their first child, not know how to change a diaper, and not listen to her advice once they ask how many kids she has. But she takes care of infants for a living. Right. And that that's kind of standard. We've had we've had um, this guest came on of our on our podcast. They remained anonymous, um, and they are uh, they. I can't I can't remember what uh, they are uh, professional wise, but they are in the they are they are medical doctor, um, but they work with kids and it's a specialized field. And this person is also child free, and that is 
you know, for the most part, the, there's not a lot of pushback, but it still happens because, and, and this is this this is where I do tread a little lightly on my uh, my opinion, uh, and and who is qualified to speak, because to me, just because you have children does not give right. you that automatic qualification in anything in anything to be on. I mean, not really. You know? This is why I have it out for quote unquote hashtag autism warrior moms because they support autism speaks, which overwhelmingly autistic adults, autistic teenagers, autistic people who are old enough to make their own decisions. Autism speaks does not have one autistic person running that organization. We really overwhelmingly prefer ASAN, which is the autistic self advocacy network, um, because it's autistic people who are studying. Can I ask how how does that how is that possible? I mean, I know how it's possible, but but why is that not called out, or why it is, is it... in our community? Okay, but, but but there's but it's 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 continuing though. A lot of parents with autism want a cure, but to not have anyone who's actually autistic in the organization that that's why you've seen me use the actually autistic hashtag before. Yeah, that's why we use it because okay. we want people to know that we are autistic people and there's not if, if 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 a parent has an autistic child and they are also autistic they don't believe in aba aba shouldn't even be legal at this point aba is child abuse i was never put in aba number one because i was late diagnosed but my mother Sorry, did you explain what aba is um it's it's a type of behavioral therapy um, okay. meant to make it's basically conversion therapy for autistic people okay. what people don't understand is that autistic people our brains light up different like we just have mm -hmm. a different way of processing information and that's fine we have a different way of communicating okay. i can communicate with nonverbal autistic people by looking at them interesting i know immediately when someone is autistic you don't even have to we don't have to speak yeah um and it, we just communicate so differently um it and it really is convergent therapy to make them you know, more neurotypical, right? Which is, yeah. or allistic, which is not everybody who's, allistic's the word for not autistic. Not everybody who is allistic oh. is neurotypical. There's okay. still ADHD, there's still other neurotypes, right? Mm -hmm. um, so when we, but a lot of these parents want to cure. And what autistic people are overwhelmingly begging for is that we don't want to be cured. I like the way that I am. I like the way that my brain works. There are some things right. that like non-autistic people do that just don't make any sense to me, like logically. Like I'm like, why, mm -hmm. why would you, why would you not tell people how you feel when they ask how you feel? Like why would you be coy about it? Like that doesn't right. make sense. Just be straight right. with me. Um, but a lot of these parents, they don't like stimming. So the reason I'm playing with my hair so much is because I'm stimming. Um, but I've had to when I was a kid, I have, I don't have the stims. I mean, I will do this sometimes when I'm really excited, but the, the, the stereotype is we're flailing all around. It's mostly a boy, a male presentation of autism, but then also like these parents don't want their kids stimming. Like they will literally tie these kids down. Wow. They will lock their refrigerator and let their other kids have the key and not their autistic kid. Can, can I ask you what's the, like, I speak with my hands. I am, I am not on the spectrum. I, I, it takes a lot, a lot. It's hard for me to sit still. I kind of like swivel a bit. Like, <laughs> do you have ADHD? No, I don't. 
I, I, I don't have anything, but I, I, mean, I, I'm an expressive, per I'm, I'm animated. I'm Here's animated. Thing. Everybody stims, but autistic people are just, it's just because people latch on to the, that thing Okay. that, you know, it's, okay. it's a stereotype. And like, again, it's like, just because you have a child who's autistic, if you're not autistic, you don't know what our experience is. So you need to right. sit down and let us speak. Right. And so these parents who are supporting autism speaks, they are the ones who think vaccines cure autism. And you know what my mom has said? She said, I don't think vaccines caused you to have autism. She said, I think that my grandfather was autistic. I mean, the man had a brain of a calculator and like was just very kind of monotone, like very much presented in a way that we would stereotypically think of an autistic male presenting. Okay. Um, and it's genetic. It is genetic. So like if your kid comes up with autism, somebody had it. But like 50 years, like 80 years ago or 100 years ago now when my great grandfather was born, they didn't have it. They discovered autism during World War II. Right. <laughs> so oh, it's okay. like we just okay. didn't know they were called like invalids or like right. made yeah. to think that they were mentally, intellectually hmm. disabled or something. And a lot of them were very, very smart. Right. Yeah. So these parents are still using that debunked study that vaccines cause autism. Like anytime you see an autism mom, like Jenny McCarthy, who thinks vaccines cause autism, they are aligned with autism speaks. And my mom literally said, well, I would have rather you been autistic than die of pertussis when you were a baby. Like, yeah. she's like, you're fine. You live on your own. You're functional. I mean, there's some things that I need help with. Like, there are some days where I'm like, Mom, can you help me with this if it's like making appointments and I'm too anxious to do it or something? And she's fine doing that for mm -hmm. me. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I function 100% like a neurotypical person does. But I will also say there's neurotypical people who have social anxiety. Oh, yeah. So it's totally. like, why do you think I wear live streams? But it's just because these parents think that they know their mm. child's autistic experience yeah. better than um, better than we do. And I'm actually in a Facebook group for autistics. You have to be autistic to be in there. Uh, that makes fun of these types of people because that's the only way that we can cope with it. Um, so I will say, like, it's like a hashtag, not all parents. But if they're calling themselves an autism mom or an autism warrior mom, and moms with autism get mad at that too because they're like, I'm technically an autism mom because I have mm -hmm. autism. Right. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Um, and so that's another thing. It's like just this whole thing that, oh, I'm the parent of this child. So I know about this thing better than the doctors who work with these people every day mm -hmm. or the people who are adults who actually suffer with it. So I just wanted to just to wrap up the first part of this, the deception aspect. Um by the way, thank you for sharing that perspective because that, you know, in the child-free space, this is more conversations of where I want to address, because uh, we got a lot of requests to do uh, child-free and disabled for a child-free convention for this past year. But my thought process was with that was, let's get two under our belt before we do that topic because I don't want to exploit people. It's really important that we establish you know, trust. And so we can have those conversations, but they did naturally come up even within the event. So that was great because it, it you know, it, that's not something I, I know about, but this is why it's important to have these, these points of view shared. Um, so when it comes to, again, how does like pronatalism, how it's, how it's presented to us. And again, keep in mind, this is kind of like from the cis, fe cis female perspective, how I view it, 
you know, we're thrown all the, um, the magical, beautiful things at us. Information is withheld, like what it can actually do to you physically, mentally, emotionally, your relationships, all of that, you know? And, and yes, people talk about it, but there's always a disclaimer that it's, it's okay. That it's, you're going to be made a martyr because you're sacrificing all those things about you in order to achieve parental status, you know? Even in, I regret parenthood they always end the posts and i understand why they do this even though it's anonymous they always state i love my kids yes it's like why yes. are you not allowed to vent be and people mm. assume that you don't love your kids like my best friend's a mom i talk about it all the time in chat she texted me she's like i don't want to get ripped for this like to my mom friend so i'm going to talk to you about it and i'm like that's fine i'll be your ally there like yeah you know and it's like, obviously, don't do that to a child-free person unless you have an established relationship where that's okay. But a lot of the times, child-free women are actually a lot more accepting than moms are when moms need to vent. And it's like... I would agree. And I feel like that makes child-free people have to take on a lot more emotional labor. Like, Good point. Sorry, we just got an emergency alert. There's a dangerous person. Oh, well, alert. They if just, someone's RCM... climbing through your window during this live stream, then I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, RCMP alert. Sorry, I'm like, what's you my guys get yeah. alerts for dangerous people in Canada? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well, you guys don't have, like, AR <laughs> running around all the time, so, like, everybody... I've never I've never seen this before. I, I apologize. I'm, I'm a little flabbergasted. We, I have... we get Amber alerts. We get Amber alerts, too, but this is the... We, we, yeah, we get an RCMP a dangerous person alert. Okay, well... Um, my doors are locked. Okay. Um, wow. Well, things just went dark. Some, some, you know, that's actually me being a child-free single lady is why I live in the building that I live in because oh, you can't yeah. even get to my floor without having a key to that floor. So yeah. Um, uh, let's yeah. go to number two. All right. Minimize or discourage access to non-cult sources of information, including internet, TV, radio, books, articles, newspapers, magazines, media, critical information, Former members, that's us, the ex-natalists. <laughs> Actually, me and Lenora coined that term, guys, in case the word child-free becomes illegal. Um, <laughs> Ex-natalist, yes. I, I quite like it, actually. Um, keep the members busy so they don't have time to think and investigate. And control cell phone with texting calls, internet tracking. I don't think E, again, these are all just examples of this type. Number two, minimize or discourage access to non-cult sources of information. I just want to throw in this disclaimer that, like, not every example obviously happens during right. colonialism. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of this, especially the internet, TV, books, radio, articles, news, um, you know, and it's even when AP took out that that post that was like child free is offensive, and all of us were like, it's really not offensive. We actually want you to call us that. Because mm -hmm. I don't like without children because it makes it makes me feel like I'm like I've lost something. Like yes. I have two fur babies. What are you talking about? I'm gonna tell anybody who in interviews me from now on to call me a dog and cat mom. Don't call me anything, mom. I mean, but again, it, it, it to your point, it's about like without missing. It's it's uh, it's what it's implied. That's the problem. And half the time, it's the tone that they and say you know, it in. I had a woman comment and say, "Well, a lot of childless people, you know, are, um, you know, hate children." And I said, "Well, no, actually, a lot of childless people desperately want a child." Hmm. And it makes my heart hurt for childless people because we had that panel at convention and I could, 
hear the pain that some of them went through and your conversation with chasing creation with cody mm-hmm. it's like i could feel the pain that she went through before finally just reaching that acceptance point and the things that you they put their body through they deserve to have their own community too they, just well, like we do yes yeah i mean and and that's the Again, with the the child free childless alliance, and, and not even specifically to those panels, but it's just like the conversation in general because they they are two different camps. And again, you know, there are people who started out childless or you know by circumstance, however they want to label it, and they have found a sense of peace and enjoyment in not having kids. But again, like to 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 keep it like without kids or however they want to word it, without understanding their there's a di- there's a very different energy and i and i've stated this many times not to be a gatekeeper but as a a content creator as a collaborator i do ask the people that i i collaborate with like wh- like are you by choice or by circumstance and the only reason i ask that is because there is a different energy that that is in the content when it comes from a place of i did want kids at one point and we tried or we, it was it was we were th- it's it's not we were thinking about it it's we tried, and it didn't happen. That that's a different that, that it's a different energy, not bad or good. It's just different because I don't have that experience of right. wanting and then trying and it not working out. It's 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 a different energy, and so there's it, grief with that. That I don't yeah. think we necessarily. I think hmm. we had to deconstruct a little bit, but we didn't necessarily go through like grief to the. And, and so, yeah, like I mean, again, not to speak for every child-free uh, experience, because there are some child-free by choice people who do experience grief on a certain level, especially when it comes to how their families react. Yeah. You know, for example, there's that like if if they realize like their their parents are disappointed or someone in their family is disappointed, there is that sting of. And actually, I don't know if I was going to mention that in this section. Um, I think about... we're going to do emotional control. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll say that we'll for emotional control. That. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, again, I, I, it's like they don't. And the, like the other thing is I have noticed when I'm trying to sit there and educate and I'm trying to be nice. And like I had people attack me on a TikTok that was actually defending parents to some extent. I was trying to introduce the nuance into the conversation of where children belong and where they don't. Okay. Um, one of my big concerns is like child-free people in recovery who want to go somewhere where it's an adult-only space, but maybe don't want to go to a bar because that can be super triggering to people. Right, right. Who yeah. are, you know, um, and they were like, and some parents were like, I'll bring my kid to the bar. But I also said in that- Is this an American like, thing? I'm confused. <laughs> I, I think it's an entitled parent thing. Okay. Because they were the okay. ones fighting me the most, and there were moms jumping in, going, "What is wrong with you?" You know what I mean? Like there were yeah. little moms, other moms jumping in, going, "You're gonna knock back shots while your baby's strapped to your chest? That's weird. I would Sounds judge fine. you too. Like walk no, <laughs> like stop." <laughs> I was like literally like child endangerment's not a cute look. Like why are you proud of this? But mm-hmm. anyway, like beyond that, just those people. I was actually literally, I said, like, yeah, there are some child-free people who get mad that there is, like, a child existing in the target. Right? I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. What I was trying to explain to them 
and I said, you can take, take your kids to family restaurants, take your kids to Target. All anybody is asking is when they're crying, they're probably overstimulated too. Just walk them outside for a minute and walk mm-hmm. them back in. You signed up for this when you decided to become a parent. And honestly, my sister was a, I think the reason I told my mom I didn't want to have kids when I was three was because my sister was a horrendous toddler. I don't know if anybody remembers the the, the jelly that was in glass jars when we, like in the 90s, like the Welch's and stuff. It, it all came in glass jars. She would okay. throw those out of the cart. She would throw <laughs> off in the supermarket. My mom paid for our groceries and left them at the grocery store, not once, but twice, because my sister was being a menace. She has literally wow. told me if you were not older and she was older, you would not exist. Well, I'm glad you do exist. Just I record. was a good toddler. I was like the yeah. best toddler. I would sit there with my, wow. I was already reading by like three, like yeah. chapter books. So I would just sit there with my book or my little leap pad and like just mm-hmm. entertain myself. And my mom was like, oh, it's easy. And then she had my sister and she was like, I, mm-hmm. never again. Uh, my brothers were the same way. They're twins, but Robert, who's the 18 minutes older, was apparently like a super good toddler. And then his my brother Zachary was like a super bad toddler from what my dad says. Um, but like my mom or my dad would just take my sister out. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah. She'd calm down and she'd go back inside. Like, it's like, it's not like people are saying you can't have your kids. It's that we're also paying for the same experience. Mm, yeah, it's true. All right. Let's uh, move on to point number two. So compartmentalize uh, information into outsider oh. versus insider doctrine. Wait, that's three. Are we up one? We were just talking about two. <laughs> were we? Yeah. Again, all I am paying attention. Subsets, well, I think the conversation wait. kind of rolls together. Okay. Okay. It's like, wait a second. Well, can we, we former members? Wait a second. Oh, former members. Us I, was still, okay, I, I was, My brain was still on number one, but I, I see how it does blend together. Um, so former members. <laughs> so th- this one kind of stumped us a little bit just because we're like, well, no, this is the former members, like those who were chopper. Okay, you, you did touch on that already. This is us when we, I that's when I coined ex-natalist. Yeah, okay. What the um, hell? And I think like with me, it's like, I obviously <laughs> did go through a point where I thought I wanted kids, but like, oh, for a little bit. And yeah. And, and I started talking about it. And the thing that I had said to people was like, well, maybe one day, like, I could see how I might enjoy being a mom. Right. But I also don't really know if I want to take on that stress. And people have thrown that back in my face. Yes. You, you did mention that. So, okay, I'm just going to say a couple things. Because I, my my brain was still on number one. Um, I think after this segment, I'm going to need to take like, a, a timeout just for a quick minute. Uh Okay, so discouraging access to non-cult sources, because I wanted to say, to me, that's child-free content. They, like, if you think of it on a social media stance with algorithms and stuff, like, as, as anyone that knows who's done any sort of attempt in social media, our stuff gets buried so fast. Um, and, and I'm not saying the algorithm, like, look, no, I am saying the algorithm is designed for family, like, the, the family narrative, because that's what sells. Uh, critical information, I mean, that, that's even like with the the with well with the holding information, but keeping members busy so they don't have time to think. And yeah, um, I would say yeah. you know moms are busy, but I also think it's just the constant barrage of family content, even for people who haven't had kids yet. 
Well, and, and, and this is to me, the basis of what I do anything is just, it's choice awareness because I don't know how I fell into this role that I find myself in nowadays. I mean, I do. I just had this idea of like, I need to talk about this. I was not expecting it to get this far into it, but now, I mean, this is basically my life at this point forever. (laughs) Um, But I, I am a naturally curious person. So when I think of, you know, being raised in a way where, sorry, I mean, <laughs> it's hot under the collar here. Um, you know, how, how I was raised, like, you're not taught to doubt. You are, like, doubting is wrong. It's evil. It's sinful. I, I am naturally curious. I want to ask questions. I ask a lot of questions just because I, I, I want to know how people think. I want to know why they do what they do. It also helps me learn. And... You know, I, I'm in a fortunate position in life where I kind of get to do what I want. And so I ask people questions because <laughs> that's what I want to do. But I, I like to explore the possibilities of, of what's out there, even if I don't understand it. And I feel in general, I'm kind of an exception that way because we're not taught. And this is why I love Child Free People is because we are naturally kind of investigating something else besides what we're taught. So... And, and that scares, I think that scares humanity in general because they've never been encouraged to think beyond a certain point. And you look at everyday life, you know, we, we're all basically just trying to survive and <laughs> make something happen. But, you know, it's, it's that whole hamster wheel thing. So I, I just feel like when I think about how much energy I have not had to put in finding a significant other, finding a baby dad. Okay, let, let me, I'll talk straight. I'll talk straight for a, exact, exact, for a second. Holy crap, I'm going to need a break in a bit. Um, okay, I have not had to put any energy finding a baby daddy. Okay, because I knew I didn't want to have kids. When I think about some other people in my life of any gender who are looking for somebody to procreate with, that is a lot of energy. That's keeping you busy. That to me is pronatalism keeping its members busy, trying to find someone to have children with. When you don't have that, you, it, for, like to me, it, it's freed me up emotionally. Like when I knew at 22 that I didn't want to have kids, totally changed how I interacted with people because I had that, that mindset of like, oh, the next, okay, again, talking straight here, the next guy that I meet is going to be, oh, that's the one. I was so afraid. I was like, I don't like any of these people. Like just every time I'd meet somebody, because you have that in your head of like, oh, they might be the one you have, you're going to fall in love with and you're going to want all these things. Totally crying bullshit on all of it. Well, I told um, you how I approach relationships. It's just like whatever happens, happens, bro. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not pissed anymore. Me too. Um, yeah, but same. you know, I almost said something. I'm gonna just say it. A lot of people don't put a lot of thought into who their baby daddy is. I would agree. I would agree. They just, scary. you know, get pregnant accidentally. Like more often than not, I see it all the time. They get pregnant accidentally, and they don't mm-hmm. seem. They don't sit and think. Would my partner also be a good parent? Does my partner want this child? And, yeah. and I do think that, you know, I'm an advocate for choice. Mm-hmm. I do believe that if women are able to have abortions, then men should be able to sign their rights away. And that is how I believe, because I believe in the choice for everyone. Okay, say that again. I believe that if, I believe women should be allowed to have abortions. Okay. 
then if a woman tells a man that she's pregnant and he says, I don't want to be a father, he should be allowed to sign his rights away. Okay, okay. I I thought that's what you said, but I just had to hear it one more time. Got and it. I have to be fair about that. I, I cannot mm -hmm. sit there and say, no, men don't get a choice. It's whatever the woman decides. Because I believe in choice for everyone. I mean, okay, so I have had, you know, I, I've never had a pregnancy scare. My philosophy, or, or not my philosophy, how I, my, my practice is I... For the most part, don't sleep with people who can't get me. I don't sleep with people who can get me pregnant. There's always an exception. Um, but I've always been upfront about that conversation. Again, I've never had a pregnancy scare. Uh, but I have made it clear that if something were to happen, I would have an abortion. And there would be no discussion. I mean, I would let them know. But ultimately, I am not going to remain pregnant. You know, I mean, right, again, obviously, I don't think that men should be able to make women remain pregnant. That's I, yeah. That's, see, that's, that's, me, that's different. Where that's I, sacrificing I, I your body. Um, but I, mm -hmm. I do think that I, if I don't like it when men are in and out of a child's life, mm -hmm. I don't think that's fair. Or the men who get women pregnant and and like want it and then like just bump off. But if it's communicated from the beginning, and I think this is something before people even have sex with each other, you need to sit down and say, do you want to be a parent? Yeah. Oh, for sure. That was the not first, sexy. <laughs> that was the first, I had that conversation on the first date. Oh, before, it, for me, it's before it even gets, well, I, I don't date. So well, it's like, <laughs> I also tell people what I do. I, well, that's the thing. I can't like I, the two questions. What's your job? I'm a child-free lifestyle advocate. Like yeah. I think that we have it easy because we do. <laughs> we're very, answers all, it answers all questions. Answers but all if questions. I was in public, I tell people, put it on your dating profile. Mm -hmm. That's the question that I get all the time. I got it during convention too. Put it right on your dating profile. But, but I but I hear now. I I I don't do online dating apps. I I I don't do anything in that space. I just kind of fall into weird relationships, um, and then get out of them. Uh, <laughs> I heard though, but that that doesn't necessarily compute, especially when you're dealing with men. I mean, well, I know there are guys in the here's audience. Here's how I worded it. I am still, a child-free like, lifestyle advocate. I'm a child-free TikToker. That means I don't want children, and I don't ever and i don't want to date anybody who does have children after i get the hysterectomy i'm hoping never to have to be on dating apps again because let me tell you that's a headache um, but if i ever was on dating apps again i would after the hysterectomy say i don't have a uterus that's really um, yeah but but then they, th they throw in the whole like adoption thing or it's like well i have kids therefore you can look after mine you, you want to know what i told no. my friend to do what? i said if they say that if your partner ever says that you want kids I have a list of demands that no man <laughs> is ever going to be willing. I want I want a prenatal agreement. I want $100,000 in my bank account before I even get pregnant that you have no access to. I want, you know, I need you to prove that you have a college fund enough to pay for American college for this child. I also will not be taking any of the major child care responsibilities. <laughs> like legal and signed and i can guarantee you your partner does not want kids that bad okay i i i have a i have a i mean i think that's hilarious for one but i also have a question like look when things in, in the heat of the moment are we actually like thinking about any of this shit seriously i am okay i kind of am too i i 
I am like business first. Let's get see, all the paperwork free done people, and then go for it. I would say that most child free people probably are people who are like child free, child free, not just fence sitters. Yeah. But I think a lot of parents yeah. or people who want kids eventually, I don't think they put nearly as much thought into it. No. No, because I mean, like, I, I am, I, well, I, yeah, no, I guess I do screen my sexual partners. It's kind of like, well, I mean, look, at at this point, I, I think in my, my, my 20s, I wasn't, I mean, luckily when it came to men, okay, because, you know, I, it's not just men that I sleep with, but when it did come to men, I just naturally was, everybody seemed to have a vasectomy or was sterile, so it worked out great. And then, especially now, like, I've been more deliberate about it because of what I do, and I'm, I'm really conscious about that. And also, you know, when it, like, I am, I am pro-choice, I am, I, I absolutely support abortion again i'm in canada it's we're a pro-choice country doesn't mean everybody's pro-choice here but it's covered by health care i am very privileged that way um i also really do believe in preventative pre you know prevention so i again have never had a pregnancy scare because i've also been careful like I've, i mean there has there have been a few times where i'm like got lucky but you know it's just like not Again, this, lucky this, and lucky, but still. This is another you know? thing about information control. You are at your most fertile after you give birth, and they don't tell you that. So that's oh, where we see these women who are okay. having nine months apart. Right. Because right. you don't get a period, but your body is dropping eggs. Okay. Yeah. Your hormones are up. You have the pregnancy hormones in your system for up to that is so a year and a half yeah. after you give birth. So you're the most yeah. fertile up to a year and a half after you give birth. Um and your your lining really hasn't all the way shed shedded yet. I've heard from women who gave birth that their postpartum periods when they start back up again are brutal. Mm. Um and you are and I'm, my mom friend told me that she said that she went longer than the recommended period of time because she was so and she's one and done. She she and and people literally pressure her. They go, "Oh, she needs a sibling." And she goes, "No, she doesn't. She's got a she's got a sibling with fur. She's got a cat." Uh, like, you know, I, I am amazed. Single one and done moms get the same flack that child. They do. do. They do. A, a friend of mine who had one child said that she was only gonna have one child. She she followed me on my other um my other child free account before it got closed shut down and. She messaged me out of the blue one time, and she she had been following my content. I didn't realize how closely, and she said that you know, her, her, her only one that she was going to have was a year old. And she says that she was getting, when are you going to have a second? And she was, she was kind she kind of needed to talk about it. So we did chat a bit about it. And I, I knew that happened, but to hear it from her and just how it made her feel. And then she went into her, her, her upbringing and I, and she, she was actually raised in the cult that I was too. So, and I knew her family, but I didn't know the details of like why they had so many kids and whatnot. And so she actually shared with me how her upbringing influenced her decision just to have one child. So, it, it, but bottom line is that, yeah, the fact that that one isn't enough for people. I mean, by not them, but, you know, society, it's not enough. Heck, three isn't enough for some people. So um, this, is, this is why I do believe in, you know, child-free and parental and parent alliance, parental alliance, whatever. Uh, <laughs> pardon my language today. Um, because I think we, we do have a lot in common, but because we're kind of pitted against one another, you, we need to kind of get over that so we can have these discussions that we can actually back each other up. You know what well, I mean? To a point? You know, I've had parents look at my content and then message me and go, you convinced me to be one and done. 
And I'm like, that wasn't my goal. But like, if my content is resonating with you, then like, cool. Like, and yeah, the thing is that it's like literally immediate. Like people give birth and I'm like, can't wait till they have a sibling. And it's like, can I heal first? Like, Yeah. Oh, I know. What? Silly. Again, okay. that, that's society just not thinking of mothers as people. They think of them as mm -hmm. receptacles for babies. Um, so yeah. here's here's our favorite part. Encouraging spying. Why do I keep thinking we're skipping stuff? Three. Okay, three. Let's, go three. Let's, go, let's go three. <laughs> we're we're, we're fine. We're outsider fine. versus insider doctrines. Ensure information is not freely accessible. Control information at different levels and missions within group and allow only leadership to decide who needs to know what and when. I think that part of the reason that you think that we're on different parts is because all of these are so similar. They are. Okay. That, that just um, threw me off. I'm like, all so right. So we've kind of had that conversation already. Like, okay. Again. Okay. Um, but let's the go. Leadership though. Let's, let's. Yes. Let's, let's talk about leadership. leadership. I think that's the mommy bloggers. Okay. Explain why. Because a lot of parenting trends are started, like gentle parenting, that became a big thing on social media. And I'm not saying I'm against gentle parenting. I am all for gentle parenting. However, I also am not for gentle parenting to the point where you don't sit down and explain to a child why, why something's wrong, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> Gentle parenting is obviously harder. But I do okay. think that, you know, when I was three, if my mom said that hurt somebody's feelings, I would, like, understand that it hurt their feelings, right? <laughs> Okay, again with the leadership thing. So now, now this this is one area with my upbringing that I don't have. Like we had overseers. There's not one particular. I well, there is one person from like the 1900s. See, we were taught that this was something like we we everything was Bible based, and by that I mean literally. Like there is every that person considered a prophet in the 1900s. No, like, it... no, because here's the thing. So. And this is, thank you, internet, for finally teaching me this, because I did not know the origin story of the cult I was raising, because there was no leader. Well, because but we, we I, I did who? find out who started it, but then they were removed, and then it kind of took on a life of its own. So how it works, because it is, this, and again, I'm not going to say what, there's, there's no official name for the cult. Outsiders give it a different name, and if you guys want to know what it is, message me privately, and I'll tell you, because, again, my dad's still involved, and I, I, I'm still tied to some people in there, so I will tell you privately, but I won't say it here. But anyway, um, if there's every region has overseers. It's 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 global. It's a small cult, but it's global, and there's overseers, and then the overseers get together, right? So then they determine what's what. And U.S. is a little bit different than uh, Canada, and there are certain rules that you can do things in the states, like get divorced. You can go to the states, get divorced in some states, but you can't do that here. Um, anyway. Uh, so the leadership thing I have, don't have a lot of experience of because we had, like I said, overseers, but there were, there's a hierarchy. So I hate that word. I know this, this is sometimes I want to vomit talking about this. I'm like, I can't, this has been my life. One day I, I will unpack that word, but that's not what um, we're talking about here. So, so again, to bring it to like, who is the leadership in pronatalism? Like to me, I think of lawmakers, but if you're bringing yes. it to, if you bring it to, um, now again, I don't want to bring like moms specifically. Really, with that it's, culture. It's Jerry it's Falwell. Like, it's what? It's Jerry Falwell. It's the evangelical right. They're the leaders, because. But is that I, global or is that like where you are? In in America, I would definitely say it's definitely. But I also think Christianity has a very big role to play in this. Oh, don't get me. Well, um, it's too late to get started on religion. <laughs> I would um, say 
but like I think on a more like surface level, I would say the leaders are like momfluencers, like people who are exploiting their kids because they're the ones that you're seeing all day every day, right? You're right. See, yes, because because there, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of us who can take what uh, again it depends on where you are, but we can look at the laws that are made. We can look at the you know quote unquote religious leaders and go, this is all BS and ignore it. But to your point, especially those of us who are online or I mean, it's not even online. Look, you read magazines. You you look at the content. Look at the look at the conversation in entertainment, whether it's in print or whatever form. Which is it's, why it's all focused on family. I really, really appreciate that one mom who, during the pandemic, wrote the article that she was secretly obsessed with all of her child-free friends. But there, that was a good article. But. That even still ended, if I'm not mistaken, that still ended. Right, and I love my I kids. My life. Yeah, like it, 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 it kind of. I almost felt like that last paragraph she had to throw in because. Yeah, that's what I felt too. Mad. Yeah. Um, but I hate that. I wish that my one wish, I think, for even the I regret having children page is that people would stop feeling like they have to justify. Mm-hmm. Like you can, there is a way in which moms can uphold and and validate child-free women without people just assuming that they hate their kids from that because i know that that's yeah. why she included that last paragraph because it yeah. really didn't feel like it went with the rest of the story right it didn't and that and that's yeah that's why it to me it kind of took away from the whole point of the article right and i don't think that she would have included that if it wasn't that other moms were going to jump down her throat yeah okay I get that. But it's like, how sad is it that parents who align with us and who support us have to be worried about all of these things? Yeah. Well, and see, this is the thing, because we, we're, and by we, I just mean people in general. I don't necessarily mean anybody here or myself, but it's like, this is where communication is important. You know, we, t we look at communication, like in relationships and in business and what have you. Well, any, any, anytime you're interacting with someone, that's a relationship to some extent, in my opinion. But, you know, because we're, we speculate about, let's say, parents. Parents speculate about us. This is just keeping it general, of course. But unless we talk and kind of compare notes and go, wait a sec, we're still going to be moving forward in our advocacy work or just, just in, in our thought process. Like, oh, this is, this is how they're going to react to us or that, that's how they're, I'm going to react to them. We're all kind of defensive, you right. know, and I think, when it comes to articles like that where she felt she had to wrap it up in a way that made parents happy while acknowledging the child-free space you know this is it's just for me i just screams lack of communication between everybody yeah and you know? i've noticed that it's like i was like literally defending parents and they were jumping down my throat going like kids can be anywhere they want and i'm like did you listen to the video yeah you hear me say i'm a child-free woman and immediately decide anything that i said was not worth listening to did you actually come here with good faith to actually listen or did you just come here to attack me because it makes you feel better about your own decision and no. here's the thing i you know and i said you know parents attack child-free people all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's okay, but apparently. But as soon as child-free people say, I would prefer to be in spaces where kids aren't there, oh my god, <laughs> the holy sin. Um, I know. I like, it's fine. And like when child-free people say that they hate kids, quote-unquote, nobody's wishing malicious harm to your child. They're just saying, I don't want to be around them. Yeah. That's and good. yet, there are still parents who say, well, 
I didn't like kids. And then I had my own and I loved them. I'm like, I'm more concerned about you having kids, knowing that you didn't like kids than I am about child-free people who are staying child-free, getting sterilized, like not having kids. Right. Cause like, to me, it's like, I'm confused. Mm -hmm. Well, because they still don't like kids. They only like their own. Right. And I'm like, that's, that's kind of weird. I like kids. I get along great with kids. Kids Right. It's like, I know more child-free women in my house in general who who interact with kids who it's like why is that video that i posted like oh look it's me a child free woman sitting outside talking to kids it's almost like we don't hate kids yeah that blew kids up and talk to me all the time it's funny so many parents were giving me compliments saying like oh this is the child free content i like to see and i would yeah. i literally had to make a, another tiktok responding being like please do not give me contents compliments if it's going to be a backhanded insult to my own community because this content is not for you it's to educate you but this content is not your safe space so well you know i, I i'm not going to ask this question because it's kind of speculating and i we we need we need to keep going uh because i'm going to need to take like a three minute break can we talk about the encouraging just, just a heads up behind the scene uh behind backstage rebecca i'm going to need you to fill in for me in a bit so. um, well i got my breaks you get your break um, okay okay so encouraging spying <laughs> right It'll take it away them right just way. literally not telling me how they got into our support groups we actually had so i mod child free women i think I've yeah okay um i'm one of the mods and we had somebody in our group chat the other day they sent a screenshot it was a woman who answered like yes i am child free and then you look at the groups that she's in and it's like gentle parenting like how to raise kids for the next generation. It's like, they're straight up lying to get in our spaces. What the hell is, I'm sorry. That had me heated. That had all of us heated. That is so weird. You really, you're really just so obsessed with us that you need to come into our, our space to vent. <laughs> Why do I, what movie is that? Oh, Mean Girls, you're so obsessed with me. Are you? Um, like, <laughs> I, I was like, Alexa, play Obsessed by Mariah Carey. Like, um, are you so obsessed with me? Like, well, well, now, now I'm thinking of a Taylor Swift song. He's so obsessed with me, and boy, I understand. Um, sorry, uh, I need to eat something in. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, you know what? I just looked at my notes because there was a couple things that I mean, with this withholding information. We did talk about fenced already. Um, yeah, and it's like oh, you mean sorry. There is something. Your your the miscarriage story. I have it on point number three. Was that something we were going to talk about, or you want to save that for like the emotional section? I was going to save that for the. Okay, okay. I I was just writing notes the last time we talked about this. Okay, I, think I bring it up a lot, and I'm finally getting comfortable speaking about it. And I well, that's good. I, spoke about it like right after it happened and then didn't speak about it for about a year yeah because uh, i i had to get restraining orders against people because of the harassment i received yeah. going into the child free uh, not child free people but people who are not part of our community right just seeing my social media and literally harassing me like i have a restraining order out because people wow. could not handle that I was talking about my miscarriage, that I was grieving what had happened to me. Mm-hmm. I was grieving myself. I will never be the same after that experience. Oh, of course not. I don't know I was why anyone would expect you to be. Yeah. Myself. And even during like and these they have like, the restraining order has not stopped it. Um mm-hmm. and like to me it's like 
you do not get to decide how I deal with my own miscarriage. Right. Especially right. because none of these people were actually talking to me when it happened. Mm-hmm. It's like you saw my social media. You decided that you knew me a lot more than you actually knew me. Mm-hmm. And like some of the harassment was like, well, what will the child free community say? And I'm like, none of you have said anything except for, I am so sorry that that happened to you and we will be your support. And that right. is what I'm saying. Huh. I don't think that people who are not child free have the same support system that we have in a way we have each other. Okay. Yeah. Like you said, women are always in competition, but not the women in our community that we talk to every day on clubhouse. No. No, I, I have to say, like, I, I've always gotten along well with women. I don't feel like women are, th- like, I don't threaten people. So, I mean, unless you piss me off, then yes. But generally, I'm not a threatening person. Uh, but I, I, and so I don't have a lot of experience as far as, like, um, negative interactions with females. But I really, really do enjoy, like, I've, I've never been, like, a girl's, uh, well, I've been a girl's girl, but that's a whole different story. But that's, sorry. Um like, I'm not like, a, oh, let's all get the girls together and hang out. Like, I like to kind of hang out with everybody. I, I kind of feel more more comfortable with men, to be honest. Um, but that gets a little tricky sometimes. So I've never been like, let's hang out. It's like, let's all hang out with the girls. Like, I'm not like that. But since joining the, like, finding the child-free community, I am at completely at ease with females. Like, in a platonic right. level, right? So it's been really you know, cool. I have moms who tell me, like, I wish that I could have been part of the child-free space because- Child-free spaces are great. Just Not all my of them, personal but, growth yeah. in this past year, yeah. I cannot imagine being in mom spaces and having the same type of personal growth. Like, it's scary to yeah. me. I would have an infant right now and I cannot imagine having that same level of support, especially moving 600 miles away from my family. Can you absolutely imagine? No. I, I find like there's, again, and I, I will say like, I'm really now only in the child-free spaces I create, but my child-free spaces are public, so it's kind of like everybody's welcome. I I find that, because I, I do make sure that everyone can feel comfortable, you know, and, and there's no judgment. And I am, I, I feel proud in saying, like, I, I get, like, really cool people around me. And not around me, but, like, the people that come into my spaces. Like, I really like, I, I think it's a really good I think people are good people. There's always, like, the odd idiot, but, you know, it's just, like, you can't be perfect I mean, all the time. But it's important to me that people feel like they can show up as themselves without having to change anything about them. But everyone, there has, I demand a level of respect. I, de- like, right. not just towards me, but I demand a level of respect for um, what's being shared because we're all different. We all have different experiences. We all view being child-free a little bit differently, and I want everyone to feel like can voice it. If someone is starting to threaten that, I will take action. And, and I, right. you know, I, I'm, I'm very uh, protective of, of these spaces. And, and like I said, most things that I do are public because I want everyone outside of the community even to, to see this. But it, it's, I, I feel like there, there is a certain level, like within the child-free spaces, like the last few years, it's really cool. And a lot of it has, I mean, it's to do with the people, like, you know, and I, I, I just, I love it. it. It's, I mean, that's why I s- still do this. <laughs> and, <laughs> you, know? you know, I felt gagged for so long. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, that that's the reason yeah. I applied for my gun license. Yeah. You know, I, and this this is the thing. Like, this is what really excites me even with, with developing child-free media and even this particular conversation. Because I do know what it's, well, I know what, 
terrible sex joke. If you don't want to know, plug your ears. I know what it's like to be gagged. Um, but also that's more for Brianna's uh, benefit. Um, if she's still in the audience, I also know what it's like to be gagged. <laughs> we need a break soon. <laughs> All right, let's um, get through these last. Well, we need to I, talk I, about. I mean, the spying. Is just, honestly, okay. impose a buddy system. They don't really do that, but report deviant thoughts, feelings, and actions to leadership. I don't think it's necessarily leadership, but I think it's like reporting deviant thoughts to everybody like you know well, this, I mean? <laughs> this is where like this is like this like look at the scary mummy confession boards everything has to be anonymous like what parent generally can come out and say i regret this because this is this is like to me the deviant thought thing again coming from my back my upbringing this is where you weren't allowed to doubt if you were having those thoughts you would be lucky if you found somebody else who was a member who you guys could kind of confide in each other, but pardon the pun, God forbid, um, someone overhear you and that gets out to the community, like rumors, right. everything. And then, and then you are in some serious shit. And I feel like with, you know, parents not being able to express how they feel or even fence sitters for that matter, you know, like that's, that's problematic when you cannot be honest and say, you know, what, I don't think I want to have kids or I regret that. I mean, okay, it's not maybe not necessarily being reported to authorities, but it's going to it's if you're if you are in one of those groups that are supposed to be you know parental groups, whatever it looks like. If you say something, the backlash that you get, and this is where I agree with you that I feel like child-free spaces can be the some of the most supportive spaces ever. And you know, the other thing is just the amount of parents trying to get into them. Into the child-free spaces? Yes. Ah, okay. Just the amount of them that we've had to be like. You're not one of the. There was a group on Facebook that was being run by a mother. <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking about. I won't say. Yeah, that, okay. the one where they complain about other child-free people. Oh no, I'm thinking about something else. I didn't know that. Is that still active? No. Okay. Because she got called. One of the members. Good. Somebody went okay. in. Like another child-free person went in and was like, "Um, yeah. excuse me, is this you in your profile picture with your son?" We hope you enjoyed this episode presented by Child Free Media Limited. To stay current with child-free content like this, please visit childfreemedia.com and subscribe to the newsletter.